But much of today's story from the Book of Esther is very much the middle of the story. It's neither a beginning nor an ending. And I suppose we live out most of our lives not in the exciting endings, but in the tension-building middle, these in-between times, waiting times, maybe even boring times. Much of the time in life we are left to wonder what we might do, wonder even where God is, wonder how God is acting. And so we might ask ourselves in such times, how might we seek out the glory and presence of God in the everyday or in the mundane? At this point in the Esther story, we can see how she did just that. The Spill the Beans commentary includes this reflection on Esther, so let me start with this. Her exile name, Esther, means hidden. There are so many things that she has to hide. Her heritage, her faith, herself, all needs to be subsumed in order to survive. On the surface, the very beautiful and pleasing surface, she tends to silence, speaks only when spoken to, is submissive, does as she's told, does what's expected, a passive plaything. She is an ornament, one of the king's collectibles, an object to be admired and to desire only him. Her Jewish name, Hadassah, means myrtle, whose fragrance comes only when placed under pressure. Her position, her privilege, her skills all need to be employed in order to save lives. Below the surface, that perfectly lovely surface, she tends to watch, waiting for opportunities, call canny, does what she needs to do to preserve herself, her people. A woman of courage, this exile and orphan collects herself, turns the banquet table to her advantage and endures. I came across a commentary this week by Diane Tidball, I think I've got a slide for this, and she's, the, the commentary's on Esther, and it's called Esther, a True First Lady. In it she describes how Esther is an icon because she is a role model of how it, it is possible to live and to work within a godless system and be a channel of his grace, allowing his purpose to be fulfilled. We can see in the book of Esther how Esther risks her life to go into the presence of the king, her husband of sorts, and to enter into that place of excessive feasting in order to help save her people. But to do so, she had to play the long game. She had to seemingly go along with all the worldly feasting and excess in order to be granted an audience. Esther reveals herself as the coolest of operators, seeking to follow God's leading. She fasted, prayed, prepared and waited for the right time to act. The king, having had his fill of wine, sounds like King Herod in Jesus' time, when Herod, remember, promises the daughter of Herodias up to half his kingdom, 
as she, with her mother's help, goes on to demand the head of John the Baptist. Likewise, Esther is promised up to half the kingdom of Zeres. Just say what you want and it will be yours. We can almost hear Jesus saying, You fool, this very night your life will be demanded of you. Esther manages to lure the king in further by giving him what she knew he'd want, more feasting, another banquet. And so Haman is invited into the plot, lured in by the tempting promise of food and drink and adoration. But anything less than complete adoration isn't enough for Haman. Not while Mordecai the Jew neither rises nor trembles before him. Despite being invited to dine with the king, it wasn't enough for a man as long as Mordecai was around. And so he takes advice from those he knows will tell him what he wants to hear. His wife and friends counsel him with words he agrees with, and preparations are made for Mordecai to be hanged. Little did he know that the very gallows he had built would prove, prove to be the means of his own end. He was constructing his own punishment. Again, you might hear Jesus, by the measure you use, so it will be measured to you. Or those who live by the sword die by the sword. Diane Tidball says in her commentary about this, there is, a, there is a reminder in this part of the events of Esther that we should choose our friends with care, particularly if we are in leadership. Be careful when you receive compliments from friends. Are they speaking the truth or what you want to hear? She goes on to advise that when we have important decisions to make or need advice, we need to have the confidence and the courage to ask people whose comments won't be tainted by self-interest, loyalty or an unwillingness to disappoint. But by testing, Mordecai must have felt that he'd had his life saved from death. Esther's, Esther's courage had been key. She'd indeed been there for such a time as this, and God had worked through her to save his people. God's favour was there to be seen in that ancient story, even though God's name is not quoted. It wasn't until centuries later when Jesus raised the dead son of a widow from Maine, that the people in response called out that God had come to help his people. When Jesus raised her only son from the dead in front of a crowd, the people were amazed and declared that God's favour was truly upon his people. The book of Esther might not mention God by name, but God is present indeed. So what else might we learn from these stories of salvation and life. Or we might see how Esther dressed up and showed respect for the office of the king in the same way that the New Testament calls for Jesus' followers to show respect to their leaders, for they are appointed by God even though they might not always act like it. For example, Romans 13.1 says, Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. Yes, the authorities that exist have been established by God. 
Or as First Peter puts it, show proper respect to everyone, love the family of believers, fear God, honor the emperor. And First Corinthians 9, I have become all things to all people, so that by all possible means I might save some. Or we might take wisdom from Proverbs 18, 16. A gift opens the way and ushers the giver into the presence of the great. So who knows? If you send the king a gift, you might get an invitation for tea. Esther employed all of these skills. So did Jesus, and so might we. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you that even though we can't see you at work, you are at work. And so may we act like you're always present and that you're always working towards good and life and salvation and wholeness and peace. And may we know the peace that comes from living from that place. In Jesus' name, Amen. Mm -hmm.